You're listening to Hashtag Truth in 5 with Jenny Muscatel, bringing you five-minute episodes of weekly biblical truth to help you fill your cup. Join us each week on ChristianMix106.com or find us on your favorite app at Canyon Star TV Radio. This is Jenny Muscatel on Hashtag Truth in 5. How full is your cup today? Are you feeling excited and full of energy? Or are you having one of those days where maybe your cup feels a little more empty? I want to take a few moments to talk about those kind of days, but I want you to hang on to this verse because in John 16, 33, when Jesus is talking to his disciples, he says, I have told you these things so that in me, you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Have you ever been in a place where you felt hopeless or afraid? If so, you're not alone. God gives us example of example of people in the Bible who felt just like that. And today we're going to talk about one of them, a widow whose story we learn in 2 Kings 4. And as we read her story, you will hear her pain and feel her fear, but you will also see how in the midst of her despair, she doesn't give up. And in her search for help, she goes to Elisha, a prophet who was known for performing miracles. In verse 1, it says, The wife of a man from the company of prophets cried out to Elisha, Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that he revered the Lord. But now his creditor is coming to take my two boys as his slaves. To say she had a lot on her plate is understating it. But let's take a step back for just a minute and look at her situation and the culture she lived in. The way the law was written at the time, if you couldn't pay your debt, creditors could actually take your sons away and have them work off that debt until it was paid in full or the year of Jubilee came, which happened every seven years. This poor woman had just lost her husband. She had no money and probably no opportunity for employment. She had to rely on the grace of others to survive. Her life had literally been turned upside down, and now there were debt collectors at her door threatening to take her kids. My heart breaks for her just thinking about it. But on the other hand, I can't help but be impressed by her grit and the fact that she does not give up. She cries out to Elijah, and I'm going to add just a little bit of emphasis here, because she's like, my husband is dead. But he's not just my husband. He was your servant. You know him. You know the kind of man he was. He loved God. He revered him. We've lived life right. And now creditors are at my door threatening to take my kids. How is this fair? You need to do something to help me. Those big problems really do have a way of making us feel very small, don't they? But I love Elijah's response in verse 2. With care and concern, he asks her, How can I help you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? Those two sentences speak volumes. Elijah didn't turn his back and say, well, that's how the law is written. There's nothing we can do about it. He didn't dismiss her or downplay her situation. He said, how can I help you? And I have to pause just for a moment because those words hold such a beautiful lesson for us. Have you ever been on Elijah's side of the conversation and someone is telling you about a very big struggle? Take this story with you. And hang on to those words. How can I help you? Because when we speak them with an eager and willing heart, we bring hope. But another thing that stands out to me in Elijah's response is that he didn't hesitate. He said, how can I help you? And then he immediately asked, what do you have in your house? It's almost like he was saying, I know this is overwhelming. I know it's huge beyond belief, but I need you to step away from all of those things because they are causing you to lose your confidence. Let's focus on what you do have. In verse 3, she answers him and she says, 
there's nothing here at all. Her initial reaction doesn't surprise me. It's relatable. I suspect she was thinking, I told you I have nothing. I can't pay these men. But his prompting took her thoughts away from the size of the problem and helped her focus on what she had, no matter how small. And she remembered something. She said, I have one small jar of olive oil. Granted, that probably didn't seem like much given her situation, but olive oil was actually a very valuable commodity in that time. But the widow only had a little. But here's the thing. God is an expert at turning a little into a lot. And he has shown us this from the beginning. Before the earth began, it was formless and void. Yet God created the whole world and all that is in it. But in relation to this story, there's an example that stands out to me in a powerful way. And it's truth spoken by Jesus himself in Matthew 17, 20 through 21. When he says, for truly I tell you, if you have the faith the size of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. And I see this kind of faith in this widow. In verse four of the story, Elijah goes on to tell her what to do next. He says, go around and ask all your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask for just a few. And she listened. I can picture her running around asking for empty jars and can't help but think of how her hope would grow each time someone helped her. Kindness alone can help us take heart. I also think of the people who said yes and how they probably had no idea that their generosity was about to become part of someone else's miracle. See, it works on both ends. We all have a role to play, don't we? And after collecting the jars, Elijah tells the widow, go inside and shut the door behind you and your sons. Pour oil into all the jars and as each is filled, put it to one side. She did what he said. And as she began to pour oil from the little cup into the other jars, a miracle happened and the oil did not run out. She filled jar after jar after jar. And you can almost feel her faith growing each time a new jar is filled. God will fill our empty cups and he filled hers. See, God didn't just pay off her husband's debt. He filled more than jars that day. He restored her hope. I wish I could have been a fly on the wall the moment the debt collector returned, expecting to take her boys, but instead is paid in full. That's victory. Friends, God is not limited by our circumstances. Let's pray. Lord, in this story, we don't know this widow's name, but God, you know her name. You knew every detail of her life and you supplied for her needs. Every person, God, is significant to you and we thank you for that because you, God, do give us reason to hope. I pray that we always remember what it says in Psalm 30, that weeping may last for the night, but joy does come in the morning. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining me today on Hashtag Truth in 5, and thank you for listening to Christian Mix 106. Thank you for listening to Hashtag Truth in 5. Remember to catch new episodes each Friday and Saturday at 5.55 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Christian Mix 106. To learn more about Jenny, you can visit her website at JennyMuscatel.com.